What is up, everybody? We are back in action. It has been too many days away, which means today we're going to have a super brief, which doesn't mean that it's going to be super short. It means I've got all sorts of information. It's been a whole week where I wasn't able to brief you guys on what's going on in the world. So I'm sure you're just driving around in circles. You can't even show up to the office. You're like, what if I'm at the office and it's 1990 and people are hanging out by the water cooler and they want to have conversations about what's going on? I've been lost. It's been a whole week without a briefing. I don't know what's going on in the world. They're going to be making fun of me. They're going to be like, how come this guy doesn't have any insights? Usually he shows up at the water cooler. He's got hot takes. He's got the real insights. He's the one telling us that we shouldn't be boosting our kids. He's been right the whole time. And now you've just been showing up to the water cooler for a whole week with nothing to say. I don't know how you guys spent your week. I hope you were at home. I hope you loaded up on your Kratoms. I hope you loaded up on your Deltas. I hope you... uh you hibernated with the with the delicious drug stash. If you're over the age, age of 21, you're going to be responsible with your usage. But I hope you were there and you were just like, I'm not leaving the house until Rob briefs us again. Once Rob has the information I need, then I'll be ready to get back outdoors and reapproach my life because then I'll have all the information I need to be the most informed person in the room. So when everyone else is chatting, chatting, bullshit, bullshit, opinion, nonsense, you'd be like, well, I know what's really going on. So let's do it. Let's get into the news. Today's topics. We've got, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Like I said, it's been, it's been a whole week. I don't even usually come in this, this hot. I'm coming in real hot. Cause I got a whole week of sitting here with your Kratom, your Delta energy. I've rested my strength. I haven't left my home. I don't know why we didn't brief, but here we go. Today's topics. First, CNN plus bringing extra failure to newsmaker mute newsmaking. Ah, shit. We're off to a bad start. Let's just take that one again. You ready? CNN plus bringing extra failure to newsmaking. The plus is for more failure and Brian Stelter's size. Are people leaving Netflix because after a couple solid years of Corona, everyone's going, well, we watched it all. Or is it just time to bring back Kevin Spacey? After all, he did come out as gay. So that should count for something. Will Ron DeSantis be invading Disney and overtaking the castle? Will the real victims of spousal abuse speak up about what kind of makeup actually works for pretending like everything is fine. With Amber's makeup not in existence, what are experts actually recommending for a shiner? Elon Musk is he the saver of free speech or the greatest data collector of all time? How long before he escapes to Mars with all of our data and brings the other Martians here to destroy us? Are we ready to condemn the people that didn't wear masks for the hepatitis cases and kids? With unknown causes, I'm prepared to go on two years of science and say that if we're not sure, it's probably the adults that didn't wear masks. And then lastly, why bird feeders are endangering your family? Clue, it's the avian flu. You're breathing avian flu. So if you have a bird feeder, you need to fill it with poison and start killing birds. We all need to kill birds before Ta Fauci tells us to stay indoors because of the bird flu. And if we're stuck indoors, then who's going to kill the birds? Think about it. If you're stuck in your house and then you got birds and the birds are breeding with more birds and there's more avian flu and then we're we're staying indoors and then you can't leave your house to go kill the birds, we're, we're just going to have a, a world overrun by birds. You don't want a bird world overrun by birds. We're just Fauci and his other global elites that have uh, sucked down enough baby blood to be immune to avian flu that they just get to wander free while we're staying inside, inside of our living room. So I hope that everyone listening, before I move on with the rest of the episode, will take it upon themselves to get out there and kill some birds. And if you're not sure how to kill birds, well, guess what? We're going to be teaching you when we go to Florida next week. We are kickstarting Summer Porch Tour at Top Lobster's Ranch with the with the, with the the Tower Gang Pod. 
going to be a gay orgy of AIDS. Everyone's getting AIDS and learning how to kill birds. That's what we're going to be doing on Summer Porch Tour this year. It's going to be a tough act to follow. I mean, if you come out to this first one at Top Lobster's Ranch and you learn how to kill birds and get AIDS, I don't know how I top that at the next at the rest of Summer Porch Tour. I don't know where we go from there. What else do I have going on? Uh, L.A., that's going to be a good one. Steven. Uh, our non-resident scientist is going to be there. We're going to be freezing our sperm together. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, we're hopefully going to be putting out a video. I'm, I'm looking to go to Steven's lab to uh, freeze some sperm and, uh, you know, maybe get in this uh, pandemic making game, see what kind of pandemics me and him can cook up for profit. Uh, what else do I got going on? Oh, yeah, this Sunday. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, this Saturday. If you're in the Connecticut area, we're throwing a fucking shed party big time. BK Chris is going to be out there. Andy's going to be out there. The shed guys are going to be out there. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a full backyard party. Uh, and then uh, I don't know what else. There, there, there's more shit. I don't know. I don't even know where my stuff's posted online. It's on you. It's on you to find my events and then give me your money and then show up, laugh at my jokes. Let me know that you think I'm important. Smile. Ask me for photographs. Just make me feel really important. It's on you. I'm a needy individual. And, you know, that's the importance in relationships is that if you can express your needs, then other people can come through and give you what you were demanding. And then you can feel like you can make more demands. I think this is the way relationships are supposed to work. I haven't dated all that much, but I think from what I hear from other people that will actually go to shrinks and then they like to relay that onto podcasts as if they're now a clinical psychologist because they spent money with them a couple of times. So you got to express your needs. And then as you make demands and the, your partner meets your demands, then you make more and more demands. And then ultimately you end up happy because you train somebody to give in to everything you were looking for. I think that's the way it's supposed to work. So as you and I embark on this relationship of me yelling into a microphone and you staying informed about the information I like to yell about, uh, buy tickets to my events, show up and let me know how important you think I am to your life. Uh, and hopefully I can remember what the other events were. Oh, and uh, let's just plug gaparmory.com. I mean, if you're going to be coming out uh, to, uh, to to Top Lobster's Ranch and you're going to need some supplies to help us kill birds with, you can find it, print it, put it together at gaparmory.com. All right, let's get into the uh, uh, Amber Heard trial. Uh, that uh, doesn't look like she's winning. It's not looking good, but who knows? Maybe she'll rally in the fourth quarter. But there's this one picture of her. I'm going to do my best Amber Heard face. Right I should have lied about Johnny. Right? I ruined my career. He, he got me a move. Okay, here's my question for you. Is Amber Heard here made up to not look good? Or is this proof of how attractive all of us would be if we were on a film set? Because think about it. These people, you know, they sit in a chair for two, three hours. They get made up. Then they go play pretend. Then they go to their trailer. Then they show up to places and cry about how they have the most important and most difficult job in the entire world. And despite what they get paid for it, the fact that they're able to express feelings on camera makes them in a more emotional state. And uh, it's like we've served in war and we've solved uh, cancer and, and we've given, you know, We've given hope to kids. I mean, the way these people feel like they should be celebrated. But look at this lady. And this is like, can you imagine? I mean, think about all the people, the lives that we live showing up to work, dealing with. I mean, I don't do any of these things. I don't show up to work and I don't deal with kids. But I'm talking about all the mothers out there. I'm talking about all the Like, think about how attractive you would be. Like, we look at these people. We think they're so they're not that attractive. They just live stress-free lives where they get a lot of makeup done. 
And, you know, people make them look good on camera. This is the lady in court. This is the one stressful day that this lady's probably had. I mean, except for the stress that she fabricates uh, and dating very wealthy men and then creating her own drama. Because some women, they just need that in their lives. They need a little bit of, uh, hey, I'm with this guy, but I absolutely hate him and he's ruining my life, even though he's putting me on to movie sets. Like, that's just what some people are looking for. Which brings me to this next lady. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw um, the lady who gave expert testimony. Uh, the shrink lady, but can we just make her president? I mean, we've seen so many unattractive losers on camera over these last couple of years. And then you see a person that's this hot, that's this articulate. And I go, let's just put her in charge. My dick has spoken, you know, erection approved. I, I I'm listening to one person in my life that gives me expert advice. It's my dick. And it's telling me that this lady should be our next president. And you know what she does particularly well is she's so good at the polite fuck you face. Just that polite face that says, um, I think you're retarded. Uh, I mean, in, in the nicest way possible, I'm going to work on that face. That's a good face. It's like the it's like a frown and a smile at the same time. Mm, I think you're wrong. I mean, I'll think about it, but I think you're you're just being really, really, you know. All right. So here are some of my favorite moments that I've seen thus far in the trial is first the juxtaposition of the way that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are rolling into court. So let's roll it. So here we've got Amber Heard. And, uh, you know, I think she, she thinks she's the lawyer. So, you know, they're sitting in the car. And then she goes, hey, can you have your folder so I can get Amber Heard too? I mean, why are these people sitting there like, pretending like they're taking notes, pretending like they've got folders and documents? I don't even know why they probably have to sit there for the whole trial so the jury just gets to look at them and look at their faces. Can't like the, you know, like I would, feel like I would be like to my lawyer, can't you like I'm paying you a lot of money and you're going to talk to these witnesses. Why do I have to be there for that? Although I guess maybe this is their future on the lines. You want to see it through. Uh, so that's her. You know, she's sitting in the car and she goes, all right, I've got a whole day of, you know, pretending to look really upset in there. Uh, I really have to get into character and props help me. So if you can hand me a folder of documents so I could pretend like I'm actually, you know, conducting this trial like i'm not just the person i guess paying you uh that would be great and then let's watch how Johnny Depp rolls up. Okay, this just having a party. He's got his roster music going. Doesn't even look like he can walk straight. Looks like he needs the support of the other people doing a little bit of side shuffle. It looks like he, the, the character he played uh, when he was playing Hunter Thompson in, uh, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. What he thinks inside Johnny's thermos there. And then throughout the trial, I was watching Johnny and he's taking all these notes. And I was like, what the fuck's this guy doing with these notes? Like, he's not the lawyer. Why is he taking notes? And apparently he's sitting there doodling I bet those doodles will be worth money. That That's probably, uh, are you allowed to sell the doodles that you do in court? Uh, and then one more moment, because this was the best moment of the entire trial. I will roll the tape for you guys. Here we go. Exhibit 582 that we will play um, the entirety of. All right, any objection to 582? No objection, Your Honor. All right, 582 in evidence. Put your 
cigarettes out on someone else, you have consequences for your actions. That's it. Shut up, fat ass. Yeah, you got me there. Can we bring back punked? Is there anything more fun than watching celebrities or even just hearing celebrities fucking lose it? I mean, how fun is it just listening to these people? Because you think if you handed somebody so much money just to go act and that the whole world loves them, they'd figure out how to construct a life where they weren't with one other miserable fuck that was just ruining it. But it's so funny. It's so funny to see people who could be living so well, just somehow the human condition that you can't just enjoy yourself. So somehow in your home and personal life, you have to ruin, uh, you know, the good fortune that you had. All right. What else do we got here? Uh, coming up, coming up. Nope. We already played that video. All right. Next thing is everyone's all upset with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, so Kevin McCarthy, after, uh, you know, Donald Trump worked everyone up into a frenzy, they went on their mall walk, uh, you know, Donald Trump's out there for months saying, Hey, that wasn't a legitimate election that I lost. And so we're going to have to storm the Capitol. And then all sorts of idiots from around the country were like, Oh, I love Donald Trump. And I'd like to make sure that he can get pedophiles out of Washington. If we don't get him back in for a second term, think about the way these demons are going to run rampant and Fauci is going to continue to save my, be my home. So I'm going to be a patriot. I'm going to come to the support of my noble leader. And then Donald Trump just turns around and goes, hey, what, what are you guys doing? You can't just be taking buildings. I, I wasn't I wasn't talking about that. I mean, sure, they stole the election from me and it's not a democracy anymore, but we shouldn't be we shouldn't be doing anything about that. I mean, that's not something that we should take action on. I, I, do we really care about this country? Uh, okay, so anyways, Kevin McCarthy, after the thing happens, so he gets all upset and he goes, Donald Trump's got to, I think, resign or he's got to apologize or, you know, he should stop being president. He should stop making these claims. In some capacity, he got annoyed at Donald Trump. And so now you got Tucker Carlson going, look, Kevin McCarthy behind closed doors. He's really an MSNBC anchor. These are MSNBC talking points. How dare Kevin McCarthy? And then the people on the left are going to Kevin McCarthy. Look, even he realized that Trump should have apologized and stepped down and walked the plank and, you know, gone back to Mar-a-Lago and then just, you know, admitted to the fact that he never paid his taxes and that he's overestimated the cost of buildings to get more favorable loans. And really Donald Trump, even Kevin McCarthy admits that Donald Trump should just be walking himself right into a jail cell and calling it a political career because he's been a Russian asset the whole time. And I just like to point out, I get pissed about things all the time. I mean, there should be a two day gap Firstly, I don't understand how these people keep getting the recordings. I almost don't understand why every single uh, political email needs to be on some private server. This seems like a weird game that like if you're like, why if, if you can't have a private email address, then why not just operate like Trump and tweet everything all the time? Why not just make everything public discourse and just tweet your thoughts directly? Like, isn't a little crazy? I, I, there's a little bit something about the Public Information Act that doesn't make sense. Like, of course, you're going to try and circumvent that system. It doesn't really make sense to have an email that address that would just be everything would be made publicly available. And I get that there's a balance. Everyone talks about the perfect balance of the public private. And, and if you just had the perfect amount of regulation, everything would work out. Anyways, I, I'm getting distracted. Uh, what was I trying to talk about? Oh, yeah. Everyone's getting all upset with Kevin McCarthy. They're saying this guy is a lying, no good. Basically, they're describing him being a politician, a lying, no good scumbag. On the left, they're like, look, 
he secretly didn't like Donald Trump on the right. They're like, secretly, this guy's MSNBC. And I'll just point out, can't you just get mad about something for two days? Do you know how mad I get about dumb things? And then I call one friend and I just yell, you wouldn't believe what happened at that business meeting. I'm never going to work at this company again. And then I call the next guy. I'm like, I'm so mad. I spoke to that last guy and I told him I'm leaving this company because of that thing that happened. And then by the day later, you're like, I kind of need this job. And then by the next day, you start to strategize and you actually go, all right, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then you actually present your pre present your thoughts and opinions. And then you move on with your life. Oh, why are we holding people accountable for the non-public statements that they made while they're angry about something? It, that's not a standard that any of us want, would want to be held to. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right. What else we've got in the news here? Um, oh, here is uh, Kamala Harris. Let's go to the actual speech. Here we go. Forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. Users were that was Kamala Harris talking to Space Force about uh, how much everyone likes space. Who gave Kamala Harris the advice of, hey, listen, you're a really unlikable cunt. Nobody likes you. They don't know how you got into office. They listen to your whiny, screechy voice, your nails on a chalkboard, Jewy nasal congestion. You're not even Jewish. And somehow you picked up the voice of your husband and his Jewy kind. And, and it's all these people that, you know what it is? It's the legacy of the work that she did. After all these people that she's put into jail, all these prosecutions, it's in her soul. And so when she speaks, it's like in the exorcism, when the demon is coming out, she can't avoid the demon tonality of the sins of her past. And we can all hear it in her voice. We can hear her soul and the demon creature inside of her. And so somebody gave her the advice. They're like, listen, nobody likes you. You've got a demon on the inside. Uh, everyone, even, you know, the minorities that you claim to represent, the fact that you don't need to have any skill set that you can just go, well, as a lady of color. And so therefore, it's like the card that you put down to go like, yes, I have no credentials and I have no valid thoughts and I'm not good at my job, but as a lady of color. And then even the people that are, uh, they're like, well, I don't want to be grouped in with this lady. Can we create some new category, which is the card that she should have to play? So anyways, someone gave her the advice and said, listen, you're so unlikable. Why not talk about space? Everybody likes space. And so she, you know, she needs a writer. She almost needs a writer to maybe make some points about here's why we need to explain. Instead, it just comes out as, and isn't it because do you only remember when there was that video, when she was talking to those kindergartners by, uh, by, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the thing that points at the sky. That's why I don't talk about space. That's why space is not my topic of interest because if I try and delve into space, I realize, oh, I'm just going to be saying some gobbledygook. I'm just going to start talking. Wouldn't it be great if Kamala Harris says so much dumb shit trying to, uh, trying to preach space that in the future, talking about space becomes toxic where all of a sudden you want to go out there and you actually think, hey, we should be exploring space. We want to be forward looking. We can't just leave this to Elon Musk and private industry to get us to Mars that the human race to can, can continue to survive. We better start making investments. I mean, we pretended to go to the moon years ago. Talk about shady shit that we can't figure out how to get back there. I mean, think about how much technology progresses and that we're now 30 years, 40 years after they last went there, we still can't get to the moon. What do you think they left there that they don't want to go back up there? All right, what do we, what else we got here? Let's take, uh, let's take 
couple comments. I feel like people are uh, people are hanging out. Not that many people hanging out. What I get reshadow band here or something? Here we go. My favorite part of the week is wondering if the RYM morning brief is going to be live, and then going on to www and seeing yes, it is live. St. Michael, same here. Only had to um, go back a bit to catch it from the start. Uh, nothing I like more than having my favorite podcast being erratic and regular schedule, the Robbie the Friar Bernstein way. Well, you know, I, I like to keep uh, the podcast in line with my with my stomach. Uh, St. Michael, most consistently inconsistent king of the cocks we know. There you go. The people that are listening get it. They understand what we're going for as an operation here. Um, all right. So Elon Musk took over Twitter. And so the uh, current Twitter CEO had this to say, if we work with each other, we will not have to worry about losing the core of what makes Twitter powerful, which is all of us working together in the interest of our customers every day. And isn't this the kind of gay shit we're hoping that Elon Musk will get rid of? Hey, guys, we'll be fine as long as we work together. I mean, I'm day one. I'd be like, all right, you got to get out of here. I, I'm going to need people who are going to actually get worked on and not, you know, talk about, well, as long as we're here together, some family bullshit. When I was a middle child between two sisters, that's family bullshit. When you're going to, when you got to go sit by your sister's uh, uh, the basketball game for an entire afternoon, but it's a family activity. Well, it's not what I want to do, but we're doing it as a family. Ugh. And then, of course, this was a fun one. Jeff Bezos got busted on this. Jeff Bezos puts forward. Uh, interesting question. The Chinese government just gained a bit of leverage over the town square. Um, I we, we need like a billionaire sports league of who like because Elon Musk is coming off like the coolest these days. Now, I'm not saying he's the best. Uh, there's some fishy stuff in there. I don't know that much about him. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's got to be up there. Bill Gates has to be numero uno bad. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, obviously not the most likable fucking evil robot, whiny bitch motherfucker. Uh, Warren Buffett. I don't believe that guy for one second, pretending like he's eating cheeseburgers while he's investing in cheeseburgers, pretending like, Hey, I just drink Coca-Cola while he's investing in Coca-Cola. That guy's a salesman through and through pretending like he's fucking Santa Claus and everything's all cheerful. And I'm just really good at stock valuation. No, you're good at fucking manipulating markets. You're good at shutting down pipelines while you're investing in railroads. You're good at cornering the silver market. I mean, he might also be good at stock picks too, and I'm sure he does some legitimate stuff, but his, hey, I'm just a uh, friendly grandpa pants over here. I don't buy it for one fucking second. Uh, and then Jeff Bezos, you know, sometimes he seems kind of cool. You know, he leaves his wife. He goes out with this hot lizard mouth uh, Mexican lady. She drives him around in helicopters, suck his dick so good that this nerd is like, you know what? Why was I working so hard? Why? Well, I'd spent so many years working hard, and apparently I could just be in the helicopters getting my dick sucked. But think about all the years he worked really hard for. He gets this cheap shit to our doors. Uh, it comes right in packages. And then it's also, it's like playing a lottery of, are you going to get something good? Or are you going to get some cheap shit from China that you're like, I don't want this, but I'm also not going to return it. Because I don't return anything ever. You want to know why? Come see me live. I've got a joke about that in my act. Where can you see me live? Well, my dates are not up on my website because I'm not very good at keeping things organized. But like I said, that's part of the thrill, the scavenger hunt of trying to find the tour dates. But show up, Lady Lake, Florida, kickstart of Summer Porch Tour. If you're in Florida and you're not traveling to come out to this thing from Miami, bring up the Coke from Miami, bring, bring the guns down from Jacksonville. That way we can get coked up and kill some birds. Are you on board with this or not? I've got a vision for Summer Porch Tour of us coming together, rallying the troops, 
learning how to defend ourselves, but not in a way that the government's like, hey, this guy's trying to put together a militia because that's not what I'm looking to do. I'm actually just looking to tell jokes in the backyard. You know, if a comedy club just wants to book me, then we don't even need to go to a backyard. How's that for a compromise government? CIA, if you're out there, just, uh, you know, spend some of the budget on, you know, paying extras to come out. Like I said, I'm needy. Just, just put butts in seats and then I tell some dick jokes. I'm happy telling dick jokes. I don't need to be talking about these billionaires. That, 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 how's that for a compromise? I'll stop talking about these billionaires that want to burn our farms, take away all the food, and make us slaves to them in a metaverse where uh, you explore a digital landscape, but it's boring. And you're like, why is this boring? I don't understand it. We could envision anything. I mean, like, you could just put me in a room with tit mountains that I could walk around and touch the tit mountains. But instead, you've got me farming in a digital farm. I don't want to farm in a digital farm. I want to look at a, at a landscape of titties that I can jump on them. And then every once in a while, milk comes out. And that's how you get sustenance. You got giant tit mountains. You can spend a whole day where you got to climb to the top of the tit mountain. And then when you get to the top, you, you can you can suck on that nipple. You can get and like the, the tit milk just tastes like fucking milkshakes, but it doesn't bother your stomachs. And it keeps you uh, perfectly fit. I mean, how's that for... Uh, for, uh, and then, and then you, you, and then you get guns and you get to defend your tit against other people. But then when you die, you just, it's a video game. It's a video game where you get to climb up giant titties, drink milkshakes out of the tits, and then shoot other people that want to try and take your tits. <laughs> How's that for a video game? You out there toilet from outer space and show up for the, uh, for the Florida event. My God, do I have ADD. All right. What else do I have here? Um, oh yeah. So these were some fun responses to Jeff Bezos. How much leverage does China have over Washington Post, given the percentage of goods sold on Amazon that are dependent on that country for supply? The way at Washington Post, this is India, I'd say a lot, but it could be entirely independent prejudice. What else we got? Amazon agreed to allow only five-star reviews from Z's book in China. I took these from Zero Hedge. You want more of these people getting back at Jeff Bezos, calling him out for being full of shit. You can go check out that article over there. And then lastly, which we're going to do full coverage tomorrow. I'm teasing tomorrow's show. Look at how good I am at plugging. I'm plugging my dates. I'm plugging. I'm teasing material coming down the line. You want to solve your life. You just got to buy my DVD series. Biden officials reportedly fear surge in Twitter misinformation under Elon Musk, which, of course, is the government going to rally its troops? Is it going to create some new government agency to make sure that there's no misinformation? Are we going to have some maybe Fauci will switch positions? Fauci, they'll finally be like, hey, since the pandemic's over, I can go on to even more important work and become the the, the head of the Ministry of Misinformation. Are they going to call it a czar? Every once in a while, they like doing that. But sorry, I mean, that's a word the Russians use. We can't be using Russian words. If we're using Russian words for our government positions, we're practically Russia at that point. And then it's like we're endorsing what Putin's doing. I mean, that's a Russian talking point. It's a Russian word. We can't be vodka. The Russians drink vodka. Potatoes. Russians eat potatoes. You want to be you want to be considered a Russian? This is dangerous times. Uh, okay, there are a couple more things on the Elon Musk thing. The deal is the latest. This is from the New York Times. The deal is the latest example of how extreme inequality is shaping American society. A small number of very wealthy people end up making decisions that affect millions of others. That has always been true, of course. But it is truer when inequality is so high. In the U.S., economy wealth inequality has exceeded even the peaks of the 1920s, as another chart from Sees and Zuckman's research shows. They're trying to say that this is the evilness of the free market that billionaires can have so much money 
that they have undue influence. And I'm going to say it's actually the exact opposite. I'm a person. I enjoy Twitter. And guess what? I get to enjoy Twitter more. A billionaire just combated the power or he might, he might lose it. It's more the power of governments that they don't have to offer you goods and services or value or things that you like, that they get to be pro censorship, that they get to just take things from you. They get to ruin things that you like. And then you get a billionaire who goes, you know what? I'm going to provide the market with a product that they like. That's what I'm going to do. So it's not the outside. If anything, it's like the goodness of the billionaire in combating the power of government that we might be able to actually have free speech. We might be able to just share our stupid jokes and we might be able to build audiences of people who go, hey, I like this guy's stupid jokes. And on that note, uh, no, there's no other note. There's no note there. Ah, shit, what just happened to my screen here? All right, what else we got? What else we got? We got one more, uh, one more chunk just to give full sides. I don't want to be one of these CNN pluses with the fat Brian Seltzer who's only got one opinion, only one point of view, won't give you the full story. That's not what I'm trying to do for my living room studios. So here, this, I don't know what article I read this from. I should start keeping better notes here. But just to say, it's not all gravy and tit mountains with milkshakes coming out of nipples. That's not the universe that we're living in. Is is Twitter going to be perfect? Is the government going to come going to come after Musk? Are they going to shut down all these electrical vehicle charging stations? Are they going to start just blowing up like all these factories that have our food and supply lines in them that Bill Gates has taken out so that we'll be slaves to him? I don't know. But that that would be a funny one if uh, if all of a sudden these electric uh, charging stations for Tesla just started spontaneously combusting. All right, let's read this. But will some have sway over him in ways that could distort what the public sees on Twitter? For example, Twitter has no presence in China. Musk does. A huge chunk uh, of Tesla's growth is dependent on that country. What happens when Chinese officials tell him to remove content from Twitter that they find objectionable? Back here in the U.S., Musk SpaceX business relies in large part on contracts with the Defense Department. His Tesla business is in discussions with the U.S. government about a national charging station infrastructure. His boring company, which digs tunnels, relies on government for contracts. If a politician that controls the purse strings for any of Musk companies were to publish misinformation, would Musk remove it? Dun, dun, dun! So I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see if Musk is able to actually have a Twitter that is a free speech environment because uh, it seems to me like he's got a lot of hands in other activities, profits in other activities. It might not be that easy for him to avoid the clutches of government. And then, of course, Trump's saying that he won't rejoin Twitter. I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Are you kidding me? This is other than the Sudafed that Donald Trump is snorting. He's sitting there all day and he's like, he's just wishing he could be on, on Twitter. And he was the best at it. I mean, this guy is bad at everything. Can you imagine being a billionaire where like you're just not good at anything? And all of a sudden you find that one special thing, the one thing that you're good at, and then they take it from you. And then you got to spend all your days cheating at golf, pretending like your wife loves you, just sitting out at uh, at uh, at Mar-a-Largo. Uh, and then, you know what? I've had enough of this Twitter topic. Okay. This was a fun article. Um, how to help, you know, maybe, I, no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll do this one. We'll do this one. No reason to skip it. It's a good topic. How to help a child dealing with climate change anxiety. This is how far we pushed it. We've got Bernie Sanders up there going, your kids are going to be dead. They're going to be dead tomorrow. There's no way that they're going to make it. The The, the planet is, it's getting so warm. And, and, and we spent the, 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 the college isn't free yet. That there isn't enough healthcare, 
and now the oceans are going to come out of the oceans and they're going to swallow your kid and 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 as the planet gets hotter your kids will be die we got to do something yesterday and it wasn't soon enough i'm just basically doing a jackie mason impression um also why is my apartment so cold it seems like i'm doing coke i swear i'm not doing blow have you guys I, i'm not doing any blow it's just cold in my apartment so i seem to have a runny nose but i don't have coronas i ain't got no ba2s i'm gonna be uh out in florida next week and guess what? I'll be I'll be so healthy that I will be able to kill the most birds when we start killing birds to, you know, make sure that the avian flu doesn't take over the country. And that uh, all of a sudden Fauci's up there going that there's so many birds. You can't leave your house. There's too many birds out there. So you're, you're going to have to stay home with uh, stay home inside so that you don't you don't get attacked by the birds. Uh, all right. But anyways, we pushed this so far. You know, because kids, they're gullible. They don't know that you don't have to listen. They don't know that your pa your parents and the government machine will lie to you and tell you that the world's coming to an end tomorrow. Uh, and and so, you know, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Because if I was a kid, I'd be like, well, why am I even going to school? I mean, if you're going to tell me that by age 30, you know, that, that there's going to be no world because everything's going to get so hot. Why, 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 why? Let's just have recess. Let's just have recess, get fat and eat ice cream. I mean, I'm a kid. But I'm not so stupid to think that math's important if I'm not even going to make it to the point in time when I realized that I didn't even need this. What am I doing in the school thing? All right. So here was a quote from this author. And uh, so here you go. The, this is pre-bedtime. You're just trying to put your kid to sleep. It's been a long day. They've been hearing about global warming. They've been wearing a mask in school. They've been told that everyone's not going to make it and that there's no reason to live. And now you've got to talk them in. You've got to tell them a bedtime story. And the kid looks at you and goes, Mom, I'm having bad thoughts again. Because this is the way kids talk. Kids kids are articulate enough to say that they're having bad thoughts, right? So your little kid walk, looks up at you with their doughy eyes and their clinical psychologist brain of a 45-year-old lady. And they go, Mom, I'm having bad thoughts again. And so you go, and that's when my heart sinks. My son often lays awake at night, ranked with anxiety about climate change. His mind has absorbed all the news headlines about global warming because once again, kids, they sit down, they read the news. They're watching, they're watching, uh, they're watching CNN on a daily basis. That's what kids do. The worry chatter he overhears amongst adults in the disturbing imagery he stumbles across on television and then left to his own imagination. He struggles to process and cope with such weighty and intimidating information. What offer comes next during our nighttime conversations is this mom, I'm worried about what will happen in 10 years. Well, what will happen to you and me? Will we be okay, mom? What's going to happen to the world? And bullshit. What did Amber Heard write this fucking article? I mean, I believe that you're scaring kids into thinking that the world's going to end, but kids don't talk this way. I mean, adults do with clinical psychology degrees who want to write articles about how we're not doing enough about climate change because we're making the kids nervous. Just don't make the kids nervous. It's like when you when you said, hey, uh, this uh, Corona thing's so bad that kids aren't learning. Well, just let them learn. Just let them be in school. Hey, this Corona thing's so bad, we all have to stay. Just don't stay in your homes. It's the response. Donald Trump said that Putin's using the N-word. That was on, on Piers Morgan's show. I'd like to know, was, has anyone followed up to find out if Putin was doing this with uh, with Obama? Or is there something about Trump that made Putin feel a little bit more comfortable to talk that way? Did Trump start it? Did Trump sit down in that meeting? He's like, yo, ma. I mean, I'm not going to throw that word out there. I'm not going to fall into this trap. I don't want people to think that I'm using Russian language on, on the Run Your Mouth podcast, which, uh, by the way, I you know what? Let's, uh, let's take a moment and plug one of our sponsors. 
Uh, we've already plugged GapArmory.com. You know, you can get, you can go there. You can, uh, you can make preparations. You can make investments. You can, it's like a Lego kit, but for guns. And I don't know if you can say that. And this is probably going to be the last time we advertise them. So go to GapArmory.com before new legislation comes in because ignorance of the law is not, uh, it's not, well, don't make the law so complicated. You know, if I don't understand the laws, how can I violate the law? That's the way I see it. Anyways, you go to sheathunderwear.com though. You can't run into any problems at sheathunderwear.com. I mean, you go there. What are you doing? You're separating your balls from your dicks. There's no laws against that. They can't make a law against, do you, can you imagine that? The demons in government go, listen, no, we want everyone's balls and dicks squashed together. We're going to make new underwear that's like those key trap contraption things for these bitch beta dudes who like having their balls and shit just put into some fucking clamps so that they're, that they can, I, I don't even know why you would want to do that. Well, what if you got to pee? What if your what if your wife dies and 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 the key goes away? Maybe she falls in love with that black lover and they run away with the key and all of a sudden you got to show up to the hospital and be like, yeah, I got cucked, I got cucked, and now my dick is stuck in this mousetrap. Can somebody help me out here? Anyone? And they're like, well, no one's got keys for that thing. And then and then the FBI's got to come in with one of those uh, safe opener things. You don't want this to happen to you. You don't want to live in a world where the government starts taking away all the comfortable underpants. So you might as well get ahead of it. You might as well right now go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, and you get 20% off. And then you can get underwear that comfortably separates your balls from the dick. And 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 don't let government take that from you. And here's the other thing. This is real cool. We got a one-month promotion. It's going to end at the end of June, but we're going to see who the biggest spenders were with that RYM promo code. And whoever does, they're going to get, a, well, the, the, the cooler sheath hat. I mean, these sheath hats are cool, but the one that's got the black and the red and the run your mouth on the side... That's limited edition. There's only eight of them. And I've rubbed my dick on the inside of every single one of them just so that they'd have more value. And then we've turned that into an NFT. We've turned the, the scent, but there's not much of a scent because I wear the sheath and the sheath is uh, is so absorbent. But that's the thrill of it is that, you know, my balls were there, but you can't even smell them. All right. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? We got Fauci. Uh, he's going, listen, we're out of the pandemic phase. And now we're on the we're on to the boosting kids and new therapeutics phase. It's uh, it's a new era. And th that was yesterday where he said we're out of the pandemic phase. And just when you think, because I, I wrote that yesterday and then all of a sudden, even by today, he goes, no, it's just it's a different moment. The, the pandemic's not over. I mean, we still have pharmaceuticals to push. We just don't need you to be in mass because here's what here's the newest information that we have. We're not going to get new customers on this thing. And so there's no reason for us to continuously torture people and have people questioning our policies because our core customers, they'll keep taking these boosters. And so we've realized we can't convert new customers. And what we're doing is we're actually exposing that our policies aren't working by torturing these people with masks, by losing all these court cases. We're realizing that we're going to end up eroding the trust of our core consumer base. So instead, we're going to say that it's not over but we're just going to focus on those core consumers who are super gullible and bought in still so that they'll continue to take the shots. They'll continue to take these medicines. They'll take these pills as you need it. And this is great. Uh, you've got Pfizer asking the FDA to authorize booster shots for ages kids five through 11, which when they say authorize, don't what they really mean is forced implementation. They don't want government just to come around and say, you can take this thing. They want to say, hey, we're in an emergency. And if you're not taking this thing, you can't show up to school because otherwise people don't take it. And why would anyone need this anymore when the CDC is estimating three and four kids have had the coronavirus infection? Have kids dropped dead? Has the has the has the virus suddenly become uh, more infectious? 
or, or, or is this new BNT super stealthy variant thing ramping up that all of a sudden we need to be super afraid? And uh, we'll tease it tomorrow. These are some videos that we're going to get into. All right, that was a pretty good episode. I mean, I got a fair amount of yelling in for 40 minutes. Um, Trump's N-word comment reminds me of that guy who shot up the subway, Black Nationalist, shoots up the entrain, sounds like a setup for a joke, not a CIA glow up. Uh, big Ramadan, giving me some smiley faces. And then uh, Slinky Blooper, Icky Needles. All right, that's our show. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back at some point with a new episode. You know, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday, maybe even tomorrow. It's not really up to me. It's more up to uh, the news. It's more up to whether or not my cable wires have broke. It's more up to sometimes even Davey Smith, if he's doing an episode and then I can't get two episodes. And I mean, there's all sorts of variables. You wouldn't want to see the math and equations about when I go live. I've got a chart. It's a, it's a, it's in line with the moon. And sometimes if, uh, if the, uh, solar rays are hitting the earth at the right angle, that's when I know it's my opportunity to go live. I know that people will be most open to going to yokratum.com and buying kilos. They'll be most open to buying sheath because I'm just a corporate man. All the information I spew on this show, it's just a front for trying to push kilos at Kratom. That's, that, that's really my life works here. And, uh, as long as the moon is hitting, is hitting the earth at the right angles, then, then, then people go out and they'll buy their kratoms, and then the world will be a better place if you're over the age of 21. Uh, that's all I got, dude. If you're fucking in Florida, show up. It's the opening kickstarting party for Summer Porch Tour. I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of comedy. We're going to be shooting some birds, uh, and we're going to be uh, having a full day of podcast, arts and crafts, drinking, and other nonsense. So show the fuck up for that. There's other shows. Reno, of course, late show, still available. Chicago, L.A., and uh, there will be a whole Washington State run. Denver's coming up soon. Uh, Washington, D.C. is coming up soon. Fairfax, Virginia is coming up soon. I got more dates. I just haven't made the events. You know why I haven't made the events? I Because I don't know. I'm working on moon calculations. I got a whole day to work on moon calculations to figure out when I can go live. I don't have time to be making these event brights. I don't have time for day. I got moon calculations to be doing. All right. That's our episode. Thanks, everybody.